This weekend, another shooting in Florida. A 24-year-old went into a game room, as you know, with a pistol. When he lost, he left the room and came back and began to shoot everyone. Two are dead and others are wounded. It's always interesting to listen to the newscasters. Why did he do it? What psychological reason could he have had? And this morning, I heard one of the police officers from the guy's hometown of Baltimore say that perhaps he didn't win and he got mad. And I laughed because it's just amazing. If you know what the Bible has to say, you can understand the nature of human nature. You can understand that people get angry because they don't get their way, and some are violent, and this is what happened. This young man was hoping to go to Las Vegas and win much, much money, and when he lost, he took it out on the people who won where he lost. It's time we return to the truth. Anger is devastating, and anger is tearing our country apart. And we make light of it, and we can no longer afford to do that. But we must realize there's only one solution for anger, and that's God's provision provided on the cross. He died for the sins of mankind. And people don't want to accept the fact that anger is a sin. And I think it may be because all of us get angry. But all of us are sinners. And when we tolerate anger, it turns into bitterness and resentment and self-pity. And then we demand to get more of our way to compensate from the awful feeling of self-pity. And so let's, let's look at our lesson for today, which is in chapter 5 of the book of John. There was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went to Jerusalem. There in Jerusalem, there was a pool called Bethesda, and it had five porches. And there were a great multitude of impotent folks, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the waters, and then an angel would go down, and whoever was first after the troubling of the waters stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had. There was a man there that had an infirmity 38 years. He'd been lying by the pool 38 years. And when Jesus saw him, he went over and he said, Would you like to be made whole? Now, wouldn't you think, if you were lying by a pool for 38 years, and someone comes over and says, wouldn't you like to be made whole? The man said, oh, sir, I have no man when the water's troubled to put me in the pool. But then when I'm trying to get there, somebody gets before me. Self-pity. Instead of saying, sure, can you help me? 
he began to complain. And then I love what Jesus said. Jesus said, get up, take up your bed, and walk out of here. And immediately the man was made whole. He took up his bed, and he walked out on the same day, which was the Sabbath. And, of course, Jesus got in trouble with the people in Jerusalem because he healed on the Sabbath. Now, let's continue to paint our word picture. Remember when Jesus began his public ministry, it was at a marriage where two people become one. And the six water pots represent man. And he changed the content from water into fine wine. And I think he was, he was telling us, when you become one with me, I want to make you better. But because we resist change, even as this man at the pool resisted it, we deny his doing what he came to do. And then we went to the story of Nicodemus, a Pharisee, remember? A teacher of the laws of Israel. And he came to Jesus. I love it that he came by night because I can identify he didn't want to be seen with him. And Jesus said to Nicodemus, you've got to be born again. Now, it makes sense if you just stop and think about the fact that if he's not in you, he can't change you. And just because you're born physically doesn't mean you automatically are born spiritually. To be born spiritually is a decision you make because God has given you a free will. He's not going to force himself on you. He will wait for you to invite him to come into your life. And then we went from there to the woman of the well because I reminded you that there is no condemnation by God or man until you've had your sins forgiven, you're condemned already. And so here he went through Samaria. The Jews have nothing to do with the Samaritans, remember? But he needed to go there because he knew there would be someone at the well that needed his touch. And here comes a lady that's been with five different men, and she's not married to the one she's with today. And then when Jesus revealed himself to her and told her he would give her living water, she ran back to the town of Sychar. But how funny it is that she ran back to the men because I don't think she had any women friends. But at least she told the people she knew, and I believe that's what we should be doing. The days may be short, the Lord's return may be soon for the rapture. And we, if we care about people, we want them to hear the truth. And these men ran to the well to see who knew about this woman. Remember, if they knew about her, they knew about them. And I just love it that they said, we've met him we first believed because of what you said. Now we believe because we've heard his word. And when people hear what you have to say, 
and it leads them to God's Word. They hear from Him, and they know it's true. And then we move to this pitiful man who's been lying there 37 years. 37 or 38, I have to look it up. 38 years. And Jesus offers to heal him. And he feels so sorry for himself. He doesn't say sure. And I see a lot of people that feel like, oh, I've been here for so long. I've been this way for so long. There's no help for me. Everybody else gets help. But poor pitiful me, I'm just stuck and I have to stay here. And then the good news, as we end this story, Jesus said, get up, take your bed up and get out of there. Now, can you believe you would lie there 38 years and you would be able to pick up your bed without physical therapy? You don't have to go three times a week to strengthen your muscles. When Jesus heals us, it's immediate. And we have the strength of God who created the universe. How exciting it is to know the truth and to know that I don't have to lie in my misery. I can get up. I can trust Him to work in me and through me. And I can move forward with a new life immediately equipped to fulfill the purpose for which God created me, and that is to conform me to the image of His Son by the power of the Holy Spirit within me. And then I can fulfill the plan that He has for me. So thank you again for listening. Please share, and God bless you.